I know, it's me. I'm, I'm going through some changes. Well, welcome to the world. <laughs> Things happen. Don't you think I'm going through a lot? Not like me. Oh, what? So now you're special? You're a special boy. And that's from Buffy. That's Willow speaking there. And what happens when someone in your life just doesn't listen to you? You're trying to reach out to them and you're saying, I'm going through some changes. And the person says, well, big deal. I'm going through some changes too. They totally put you down. They minimize it. You just need to sidestep them. You need to just realize, stop the conversation because it's going nowhere. They. It sounds like they need to be listened to first and depending on the situation you either sit back and listen to them or you decide that it this is not the right time and place to have a conversation with this particular person i'm dr ellen kenner and my show is the rational basis of happiness welcome to the show and right now we're going to welcome kathy kathy you're having a difficulty dealing with um somebody difficult in your life uh, some sisters. Sisters, okay. And a neighbor. <laughs> a sisters and a neighbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, older than you, younger than you? Um, the the sisters. Just a couple, right in the same age range. All in the same age range. How many of them? Uh, that I'm having trouble yeah. with? Three. Yeah. Three. Any other sisters? Yes. One other one that is my delight. Okay. So, boy, this is a family of five girls. Yes. Yeah. That must have been fun growing up, huh? Oh, yeah, especially for our dad. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, what's the situation? Um, can't deal with uh, being constantly criticized by one of them who's very negative. She's negative on herself, too, and but she's just a, a totally negative person. And I, she just totally uh, upsets me with her constant criticism. Okay, so she is this new to her, or is this a lifetime habit? Lifetime. And lifetime. what do you think drives, why you? Why Why is she uh, picking on you? I, I don't know, maybe because I have my own thoughts. I don't know, but I know May, that... You have I, your own what? My own thoughts. So you're independent. Very, yeah. yeah. Tell tell me what she'll say to you. Can you give me one or two quick samplers? I didn't hear you. Oh, can you give me one or two examples, quick samples of what she says to you? Okay. Um, okay, I do have a master's degree, but uh, not too long ago I was t- talking about some trouble I was having with my ATM machine, and she says, oh, you have two masters and you can't even figure out your ATM card? Okay, so c- comments that try to cut you down. Because yes. you look at humor very carefully. Humor can e- either build a person up or tear them down. Right. And if a person occasionally says a sarcastic comment, you can cut them some slack. But if that's the norm, yeah, if it's norm. always you think you're so smart, because that's the theme behind that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, who do you think you are? You mm-hmm. can't even do something. You slipped on a banana peel. It's that mm-hmm. type of feel. Then usually what drives that is envy. Oh, brother. Uh, but but give me another example. Um, How she picks. Them. I was cussing, and she said, "Oh, do you do that at work too?" What is cuffing? Pardon me. You were what? Oh, cutting. Cussing, cursing. Oh, cussing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she 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 wanted to know if you do that at work. In front of children. I mean, that's what she was asking me. Oh, you work with kids. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so she, so she's trying to find some holes in the dam. You're, it sounds like you're a decent person and you've got some self-esteem and some independence. Yeah. And she's looking to find what? I don't know. She, uh, she's had self, serious self-esteem issues forever. Yeah, we're talking about your relationship, her relationship with you. What do you think is going on? What is it? What would make? Well, she does it. She does it to my uh, two of my other sisters too, but probably not as much. <clears throat> why you? Probably because they have husbands around all the time, and I, I'm not married. And she, you know, she knows that there's no man there to. I don't know. So she can get away with more. Yeah, she can get away with yeah. it. Does she tell me uh, what I like to look at in the people that I'm closest with? is how they, you know, everybody, a lot of people feel very comfortable being supportive if you've had some tragedy in your life. You have someone die, you've been in a car accident, you have to have a medical procedure. People can be very supportive of you, but do something good in your life, like getting a master's degree or uh, excelling at some sport, winning a, a tennis championship, and look at the people around you. Can they still be loving and supportive, or do they need you to be in pain? Do they need to play she the... She does. She needs me. She. That is true. That is true. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, well, when I broke my leg, I mean, you know, it was... She just couldn't, uh, oh, let me come over and take care of you and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know... When you got your master's. When you're <laughs> yeah, when you got your master's, what happened? Well, she was supportive while I was getting it, but then when I got it, I mean, that comment came out. She didn't go to college at all. Yeah. And that might have something to do with it. Okay. So if if people compare themselves to their friends and to their family members, and they can feel really inadequate if another family member is doing better than them, which somebody in the family is always going to be doing better than them. My sister does way better than I do in photography. Uh, she she, She moves better in dance, even though I take the ballroom dancing classes. And, uh, you know, I have another sister that's much more social than I am. And so we all have our areas areas of expertise. If we just recognize it, admire it in one another, and if we want it for ourselves, we try to emulate it, but we don't tear it down in one another, that is fine. If you look at your a sibling, though, and you want to do what Tanya Harding uh, did to Nancy Carrigan, if you remember back in the Olympics, yeah, this yeah. ice skating. Yeah. If you want to knock them down a peg, you know, hit them in the knees, then you have got to protect yourself from her. Well, the the thing is, is that whenever this happens, it's most of the time it's on the phone, but not always. It's in person too. But when it's on the phone, I say we need to talk about this because I I. I want to talk about it and fix it. And what does and, she say? And she will, she will say, I'm not going to argue with you, and then she'll hang up on me. So she, won't, she okay. won't talk about it at all, and then she'll wait like three weeks and call me and act like nothing's wrong. Well, uh, something is wrong, and so I'm not going to act like y- nothing is wrong. You're, got, you're doing the right thing. I wrote a course on psychological self-defense. You're doing the right thing. You're naming her method. But We've I don't got know how to, to talk- get her to talk to me about you it. You can't. Just- you cannot force someone else to talk about it, but you can name it. Meaning I can't force someone to think about something if if they're not going to or talk to me about it. I can say to her, um, you know, help me understand why you do that. 
you know, I noticed, I noticed that felt like a put down. I'm not sure if you intended that. Help me understand you better. Or I'm wondering if you ever ask yourself why you do that. You know, it hurts a lot. I would love, for, I'd would, I would have preferred that you said, "Wow, that's great." You know, I'm so glad. I'm so happy for you. You worked so hard to get your masters, and you know, maybe someday I'll go back to school too, and you'll be my role model. You know, you can give her a contrast. I used several different skills right there. One was to use a contrast. This is what I wish you had said. You know, wow, isn't that great? Someday maybe um, I'll go back to school to get an education too and you'll be my role model. I said um, that, uh, I I mentioned that, uh, you know, help me understand why you're doing that or I'm wondering if you ever give some thought as to why you do that. Meaning she doesn't have to ever answer me there, does she? It's something for her to think about. Now, you said that three sisters do this. One is a delight. I would focus on the sister that's a delight. If the three are doing that, you can uh, you can get my course. It's, it's at the Ayn Rand bookstore.com, the, the psychological self-defense. Uh, but even short of that, the skills I gave you should help you out a bit with her. Okay, what's the name of the thing again, the book? It, or? Oh, it's a course. It's at the Ayn Rand uh, bookstore.com. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by Drs. Kenner and Locke. White lies are usually told in order to protect the listener from bad news or pain. If you tell white lies to your partner, it implies that your partner is incapable of facing reality and has to be protected from it, a degrading view of your partner. It's a serious problem if your partner does not want to face facts. This does not mean you should be tactless in saying things that are gratuitously hurtful, such as, that was a stupid question. In such situations, it's not lying to say nothing, unless your silence can be taken to incorrectly imply agreement with something important. Saying nothing is often appropriate. For example, if your spouse asks, am I too fat? You can first actively listen by reflecting their thoughts. You're concerned about your weight? This invites your partner to elaborate. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com.